Welcome to Prairie Dock On Call, made possible by the generous support of Larson Manufacturing and many other corporations and individuals. Their gifts to the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3, provide 100% of the funding for all Prairie Dock programs. Please follow the Prairie Dock on Facebook and YouTube, and go to prairiedock.org for more information on making a charitable gift. We're coming to the end of our amazing year. We will be looking back over the 20 seasons of truthful, tested, and timely medical information. And of course, our inspiration and founder, Dr. Rick Holm, the original Prairie Doc. It is a 20th season celebration tonight on Call with the Prairie Doc. Welcome to a special edition of On Call with the Prairie Doc. We are celebrating our 20th season of truthful, tested, and timely medical information. Do you know how many episodes we produced since the start of the first season? 654. <laughs> That's right, 654. And it was all started by one humble Prairie Doc. And from the beginning, there has been one goal. It is to provide the public with accurate and honest health information. It is my joy and my hope that we continue to do that with the energy and enthusiasm that comes from a pure purpose. As faithful viewers, you know we've covered many medical topics over the past 20 seasons. Just for fun, let's take a look at all of them bundled in this quick little package. Dr. Holm tasked us with being his successors. He called us his heroes at that time. And we promised to fulfill the mission he mentioned a moment ago. 
However, it took four of us to replace one of him. Dr. Deb Johnston, yeah. how did you agree and become a Prairie Doc? You know, I did my residency here in Brookings, the last two years of my residency, and Rick was one of my mentors, my teachers, my preceptors, and that meant the radio show. And I lost track of how many radio shows I did with Rick in the process of those last two years, and I really came to enjoy it. Rick was just magical with that. He would find something you said that was right no matter how clueless you were <laughs> about what you were saying, he would find some little glimmer of what you said that was right. And of course he had great success with getting people to agree to be guests because he was so good at helping you shine in that role. So when he asked if I'd do the show with him, it was easy to say yes. Nice. <laughs> Unbeknownst to, Je to Deb, we obtained footage of the very first appearance she made on call. Okay. Just saying something tells people that you're concerned and I think it is important to let that person know that somebody cares how they're feeling and how they're doing. How fitting that was a depression episode. Uh, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> one of your strong points. One of my strong points. Is, is, is helping people with mental health issues. issues. And I really appreciate that, too. Uh, but then there was the egg experiment, too. <laughs> the egg experiment. <laughs> okay, what does alcohol do? Coagulates protein. Oh, my. That's like it's a and Friday that's instant now. coagulation. Now, alcohol coagulates protein. All our cells are protein. So if you drink alcohol and bathe your cells in protein, you coagulate protein. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That, that is that is my memory of that show. I, I I think Dr. Holm and I were both rendered speechless because you know, I mean Dr. Holm he liked the occasional glass of wine and a cold beer on the the boat and I I don't think that either of us were quite prepared for that message and how do we counter that message with the idea that hey a glass of wine once in a while is okay but I'm a little disappointed we didn't get to see Rick's face and my face <laughs> in that because I think we were both quite surprised. <laughs> you know you've been a guest numerous times dozens of times and and a host now and regularly. Host. What do you enjoy most? about it? You know, uh, the show is a great opportunity to carry on one of my passions, which is something that I shared with Rick, which was education. Um, I love that patient education piece, and the show is the opportunity to take that outside of the exam room mm -hmm. and reach a much wider audience, and I think it is an incredible gift that Rick has given to South Dakota and wider. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for your part in continuing <laughs> it on. <laughs> Dr. Jill Cruz, how did you get roped into being on Prairie Dock? Well, I would say shortly after coming here in the kind of fall of 2013, Rick asked if I would do a roll-in episode or segment on concussions. And I was told that that was a test. And if I did well on that, then I might get invited onto the show. But he had to see how I would perform on camera 
first. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna really prepare for this and I'm gonna read everything. And then it was like two minutes. <laughs> I was like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I must have done well because I, I got invited on for an Ask Anything show a couple uh, months later down the road there. So, yeah. 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 We have a fun clip of you from 2014. Let's roll that and then you can explain to us later. <laughs> It was on a dreary night of November that I beheld the accomplishment of my toils. With an anxiety that almost amounted to agony, I collected the instruments of life about me, that I might infuse a spark of being into the lifeless thing that lay at my feet. It was already one in the morning, the rain pattered dismally against the panes, and my candle was nearly burnt out, when, by the glimmer of the half-extinguished light, I saw the dull yellow eye of the creature open. It breathed hard, and a convulsive motion agitated its limbs. Our technology today allows the possibility of recreating his experiment. Are we smart enough to avoid the mistakes of the frightening ethics of Dr. Frankenstein? Tonight, on call with the Prairie Doc. Once again, yes. sounds like it was a unique episode. It was a fabulous episode. What's going on here? So we, I, I was playing Mary Shelley writing Frankenstein, penning it back in the 1800s. Um, that was actually at the Fishback Mansion. Um, fun fact, I showed up a week early for that shoot <laughs> in complete costume and makeup. <laughs> and I knock on their door, and thankfully they were not home. Because <laughs> and then I'm calling the director. I'm like, where are you guys? I'm here. No one's answering. And yeah, I had the wrong date. <laughs> so the following week, I went back, got to write down. And, and then I'm sitting there with the pen, and the actress in me is going, ballpoint pen was not invented yet. This is so anachronistic. It should really be an ink well and a feather quill. But... I guess we'll deal with this. <laughs> so, so yes, that, that show was all about medical ethics, and I actually reread Frankenstein. I hadn't read it since high school, and it was really fun to reread it and kind of talk about medical ethics, what we can do, what we should do. Ethics well, was such a thing for Rick. It was. I mean, that was such a big passion of his. I imagine that was an amazing show. It was a fabulous show. Actually, he asked me to be the host because he wanted to be the guest. Oh, <laughs> talk about it. He's like, please, will you host it for me? I'm like, okay. okay. So that was my first time hosting. Well, you do have a decent background in theater. Theater, yeah. How, tell so, us about that. Well, I started acting in uh, Music Man when I was 10 years old with community theater. Actually was on, on the theater scholarship in college. Um, then kind of took a break off with med school. And in residency, I actually started theater back up with community theater in Baraboo, Wisconsin. And now I've been uh, involved with community theater here and actually on our community theater board for about three years, um, a couple years ago here. So I've been involved with theater since I was my kid's age. And, and I think how it's great you, how you've been able to tie that in with the show too. You know, and I think, it, what, didn't you do uh, art in medicine show? Yes, we did an art in well? medicine show, yep. And tie, how did that mm -hmm. one tie you in? Oh, that was a beautiful show to talk about how we use, you know, our creative outlets to help us physically, mentally. You know, how can you use writing to deal with traumas? How can you deal with art to deal with um, expressing pain or, you know, um, there's beautiful artwork that people have done to describe what a migraine feels like. And so some things you just can't put into words and this is where art can really take over and it's 
beautiful. Do you find that helps you connect with some patients? Oh, definitely. And, and actually, my essay for that show, I talked about the artwork that I had on the walls that we had to take down because of COVID and how patients missed talking about my circus posters that I had you know, on my rooms and you know how people have connected with me sharing a little bit of who I am and what's important to me based on the artwork that I would display in my clinic rooms. And so now you're a, a hospitalist. Yes. And again, can you explain to some of our viewers what that is and what you do? So now my job is to take care of patients in the hospital. So uh, I've, I still come back to clinic because I love you guys so much and I miss you. <laughs> I'll do that a couple times a month uh, to do flight physicals and, and help with urgent care. But my main um, patient population now is once someone's admitted to the hospital, rather than their doctor coming over from the clinic and seeing them, I'm the one that takes care of them from the time they're admitted until the time they're discharged. And then I hand them off back to their primary care doctor and let them resume care. And you know, some might say, oh no, I want my own doctor, but you know, your own doctor can't be everywhere, everywhere. at once. And so that way mm -hmm. you're there for right. them all day at the hospital for mm -hmm. when they need someone. And it does help because if there's a quick question, you know, uh, in the old days, your doctor came in, they saw, and then they went to clinic. And if you had a question or a family couldn't be there at that time, you were out of luck. You know, you'd have to hold that question until tomorrow or the nurse would be like, well, is this important enough to interrupt the doctor to call in that clinic? Now it's like, I am here until 8 p.m. You come up with a question at any time, let me know. Is your family here? Do you want to talk? Let me know. I can come and, and deal with something because I am directly there, immediately available if anything changes or something comes up. That's a good point. I like the, how being there to be able to do those family meetings because those can mm -hmm. be so important. They can be. To talk about the plans. Yes, and to fit it to what's convenient to them, not what's convenient to us. Right. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Well, you, that's funny. You said the first thing you were in was the Music Man. That was the first thing I was in <laughs> in 1991 at, at the for Prairie Rep Theater here in Brookings. And I was from yeah. Madison, but I came up for that. And I was in it with Rick's son, Eric. <laughs> so it all goes back to the Music Man. Yeah, a little 76 trombones <laughs> <Yeah>. in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so you and I became Paradox Heroes mm -hmm. about the same time, yep. um, and uh, um, I'm, uh, I'm Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, by the way, I guess I should introduce <laughs> myself, and it's only fair that I reveal my first time on this TV program. So, I'm originally from Madison and uh, went to Augustana uh, for undergrad and then University of South Dakota for medical school. and. Uh, and then I decided I'd need to go somewhere else for a few years, so I went out to Idaho and uh, got my training out there in, in family medicine. That was a, a, a nice big spectrum uh, of everything and procedures and, uh, and patients. Apparently I've aged a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I was the other guest on that. Yeah, <laughs> At same yeah time. that was us, yeah. yeah. Same show, yeah, excellent. Um, so, Dr. Kelly Evans-Hullinger, mm -hmm. Um, you're the most recent Prairie Doc, yet you probably knew Rick the longer, longest of most of us. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm from Brookings, so I lived in the same, I was in school with his kids around the same time, and um, the first time I really interacted with Rick in, on a quasi-professional level, before I went to medical school, before I applied to medical school, I actually waited tables for a couple of years after college, um, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, so I was 
waiting tables at a sports bar here in town and Rick was in with his family having a beer having some dinner on a weeknight and I was waiting on him and I knew by then that I um, was gonna take the MCAT and apply to medical school so I said hey you know do you think I could shadow you sometime and he, I think I'm pretty sure he said what are you doing tomorrow or something yes. like, <laughs> like extremely Rick, Rick very immediate um, and so I showed up and shadowed him um, I think that same week and as is not surprising to any of you I show up to shadow I meet him at the hospital we do rounds um, and then he says, all right, get in the car. And I'm like, well, I already going in the car. And he took me to the radio show with no warning. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm a 22 year old with yeah. no, I had nothing to offer, but he pulled me on the radio show and you know, I'm sure he, he made me talk and you know, he always made you feel like you did have something yes. to offer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I could feel for some of the production crew because it does feel like, I think he, kind of planned some of these shows the day before. Right? <laughs> right. Got some of the guests the I day know, before. I know, I imagine that transition's been hard because I don't know about you guys, I'm not really like that. <laughs> I think I show up 10 minutes early and everyone's like, why are you here already? <laughs> Pretty sure I got roped up shortly before a yeah. show, a radio show, just like that, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that was strategic, who knows? Exactly, <laughs> partly it was. Yeah. It is, yes. Let's look at uh, one of Kelly's first times on the show All here, right. too. Um, and Kelly, mm -hmm. you uh, have been here in Brookings for how long? Yeah, I just moved back last year. I started practice in September, so I am pretty green pretty, yeah. to the well, job. I, mm -hmm. Well, you did your residency in yep. Denver, and then you were chief resident. Yep. In Denver, that was a, a feather in your cap, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. I got to spend a whole year doing mostly teaching of yeah. medical students and residents, and whenever you're doing that much teaching, I, you I really learned learn. as much as I've ever learned. That's, that's awesome. You haven't changed at all. But that was maybe only a couple of years. Less time has passed. I feel like I've aged a lot since then. You don't feel quite so green. No. You know, how do you think you have grown as a physician doing the show? That's a great question. I think, I think the show gives us sort of this separate purpose that you know what we do as physicians every day is very purpose driven obviously um, but every time that I kind of come to the show I'm reminded of this mission that we heard about at the beginning it's it's kind of just fills this room and you think of Rick and all that stuff so I think it actually kind of reinvigorates me and, and remembering some of the the meaning behind the work that we do in the clinic also. Um, like Deb had mentioned, a lot of what we do is education and we get to do it on a bigger platform here um, and reach more people, but it's, it's, it really ties in with what we do as physicians day in and day out. So I, I just think it sort of helps grow that meaning and purpose that I really like about my job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, we love to receive feedback about On Call with Prairie Doc and would like to share a few emails and letters that have been sent in by viewers. Right. Um, I have to share that one of my uh, things that I uh, like feeling warm and fuzzy about after a show is getting my text from my grandma. <laughs> my grandma, my grandma passed away. 
um, close to two years ago now, but she watched the show every week. She and she was so proud to see me on it. I bet your grandma's the same way. So yeah. it's, I love looking for that for that text. And, yeah. and uh, exactly. But we do have a few others printed out here. Yes. And uh, I'll, we, we'll just go down the line. Uh, Kelly, if you want to okay. read, read something here. The first letter I have actually came from a viewer in Kansas. Um, it says, I read Dr. Holmes' book. From it, I feel like I knew him. Surely a wonderful man. I think about him each morning when I add flaxseed to my nutrition drink, his suggestion. He liked his, he liked his fiber, didn't he? Hope you are doing well in kindest regards. Thank you for that. That is, that is so Rick. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and you know, honestly, I think if you read Rick's essays, you really did get a very, he was very valid mm -hmm. sense of who he was as a person in those essays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, really, what a beautiful book, a beautiful letter. Mm -hmm. Anytime I would read his book, I can hear him. Oh, I, yeah. I can hear him narrating it. Mm -hmm. you know, anytime you read anything he wrote, he used to catch me on in in the hospital mm -hmm. in morning rounds, and he would read his essays out loud to me for <laughs> feedback. So I truly do hear him when <laughs> I read those things. Yeah. That is wonderful. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a lovely letter here. It said. In close, please find the check referenced above as a donation to continue the work of the Healing Words Foundation. This donation is being made in honor of Dr. Bartholomew for his inspiring journey by kayak, even as he dealt with health issues. Each year, I make a donation to a South Dakota-based charity or nonprofit. My thinking is that one larger donation will help more than several small donations to various groups. This year, after many years of watching the Prairie Doc on public television, I've decided that the Healing Words Foundation is the recipient of my donation. After the death of Dr. Holm, I was concerned about the continuation of his work. However, I have been gratified to see that he left the foundation in good hands. Thank you to all of you for all you are doing to educate us about our health and stay healthy out there, people. That's fabulous. That is. Yeah. It is really gratifying <coughs> when people tell us that we are stepping into Rick's shoes and carrying on his legacy. Mm -hmm. We knew it would be tough. We yes. did. We did know it would every be tough. Every <coughs> week when it's, it's my different. turn, you know, we take about a week a month and we mm -hmm. do our essay and our planning and our TV show and our radio shows. And every time I do it, you know what I think? How did Rick do this yes. every week, yes. week mm -hmm. after week after week? It's a lot. It is a lot. And still do his job. And, <laughs> and yeah. still do his job. And, and do, so. yes. do his job very yeah. well. I yes. don't think the man ever slept. <laughs> Not for longer than 30 no. minutes. <clears throat> we so enjoy the Prairie Doc, have for years, and finally donating. Thank you for this program. We miss Dr. Holm, as do we all. Uh, but the team he put in place does a nice job. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, viewers. Um, thank you for the excellent programs and medical information provided by the new lead Prairie Docs and their guests. This gift is for the continuation of the programming. So, yeah, thank thanks. you. Uh, I have one that says, congratulations on your 20th year. That is super. And what you do is so incredibly important. Thanks for all of your good work. Cheers and all the very best. Thank That's you. Nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> we have enjoyed Dr. Holm and the Prairie Doc and now his successors. We appreciate uh, the many programs on public uh, PBS and South Dakota Public TV. Mm -hmm. 
this one was was directed to Joni, Rick's wife, uh, and all the Prairie Docs. Thank you so much for sending me the Picture of Health by Dr. Richard Holm. I am learning and learning and enjoying so much from reading it. Also, I love watching the Prairie Doc shows on PBS. Have been watching for many years since moving to South Dakota. It's helped me to gain valuable health and knowledge and related issues. Uh, I love all the Prairie Docs. Bless you all. And you know, that's, that's great because that is why we do this, is to share that knowledge and that mm -hmm. information and empower people. So thank you for that. This person said, we really enjoy the, uh, the on-call with the Prairie Doc shows. They're so informative. We'd like their donation views for, for future shows. You know, for me, I remember, um, obviously, Rick's passion for, for this and providing medical information across, mm -hmm. across the state and in places that it, it can be harder to get, um, and him wanting that to continue and, and asking, mm -hmm. asking us to do that. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, um, it was, it was, there's no way you could tell no. No, so. no, 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 no. <laughs> But I'm, I'm glad that um, we are and that uh, hopefully it's, it, it looks like it's making an impact. So thank you. Thank you, and thank you for your donations. Yes. Yes. Because we, we could not do this without the assistance from our viewers in funding this mm -hmm. program. We're all volunteers. Mm -hmm. Our guests are all volunteers. Yep. Um, but there's the money it takes, is, a, lot it takes a lot to mm -hmm. put this on and keep the website up and everything so mm -hmm. the it is as much your show as our show That's and right. I know Rick was very adamant about not wanting a corporate sponsor or Absolutely. to feel that he owed anyone right. to mm -hmm. skew any of our data to promote something or to sell advertisement for something he really wanted to make sure mm -hmm. that this was pure science-based and it wasn't influenced by anyone we felt we owed because yeah. they gave us a lot of money so yep. he, he never Absolutely. wanted to be bought out so mm -hmm. yeah. we are you know beholden to our viewers not to any corporate mm -hmm. entity Absolutely. we look forward to many more seasons so we can continue to fulfill our mission of imparting truthful tested and timely medical information this program tonight is a look back at the last 20 seasons, which wouldn't have happened without a local radio show several decades ago. Started with KBRK Radio. He did some SDPB radio um, for a brief period of time. He decided to try a pilot TV show with four shows, and it went well, but it, we didn't have a, a venue. He didn't have a venue, to, a, a place to put it out. But over time, the idea came of doing a, a weekly or a monthly show, then a weekly show, and South Dakota Public TV was willing to find a slot for the show. So he could invite guests from throughout the state, and which really is the key, uh, volunteer docs. Uh, Rick, over the years, talked to different people in different states about this model, and everybody he talked to said, it's impossible, can't do it for you know the amount of money it would cost but the key was that the doctors of South Dakota would spend their time pitching in and volunteering at, for that medical education piece and of course you know Rick's time was volunteer and our current four Prairie Docs time is all volunteer so it's a huge um, way to give back to the state 
As Joni mentioned, all doctors who appear on On Call with the Prairie Doc volunteer their time and travel. But there are still many expenses to produce a program of this magnitude. Our producers, Ginger Thompson and Jay Van Duke, have been involved since Rick conceived the pilot episodes more than 30 years ago. Prairie Doc contracts with Jaeger Media Center on the South Dakota State University campus for production services. YMC coordinator Lowell Haig has been the video director videographer since the first season two decades ago. He and the original host, Lindsay Myers, have fond memories of the program's infancy. We did that first pilot and it was really pretty bad. <laughs> I don't think we were very good. And we had a weird set that was just kind of like this long straight row of physicians and um, I don't even remember what we talked about, maybe stroke as our first episode, but Dr. Holm had all the connections and Lowell and I had none. So we were just figuring it out as we went along and we were like calling these doctors and going to the hospitals and shooting things. And there was no show yet. So no one knew what we were talking about. <laughs> so we were going there and shooting quite often. And, and it was just purely out of the kindness of people's hearts um, that this show got started. And it's so amazing to see that it's still on today and that there's such a loyal viewership. And many of the physicians that I interviewed 20 years ago are still coming back to the show today. So that's a real testament um, to what everyone has built together. Uh, from the beginning, my role has been the lead technician behind the scenes. Um, Lindsay, Rick, and others are the ones that uh, create the vision of what is going to be talked about in each episode. And uh, it's, the, the, it's fallen to me to then take uh, what, the, what their vision is and then make it into something, into reality, which has included being the director, uh, videographer going out shooting interviews, the editor that then takes those interviews and puts them together, uh, doing the uh, different graphics for the show. The Healing Words Foundation is the nonprofit umbrella organization under which Prairie Doc operates. It was initiated by producer Jay Van Duke, who was also an original board member. In addition, past and present Healing Words board members include the late Dr. Rick Holm, Doctors Mark Bubak, James Engelbrecht, Jill Cruz, Tom Lazier, Jennifer May, Kenneth Bartholomew, Deborah Johnston, Thomas Dean, as well as Dr. David Heink, Stephanie Hersa Sandlin, Eric Holm, Joni Holm, and Barb Anderson. Anderson currently serves as Executive Administrator. The Foundation's Fundraising Coordinator is Laura Ellsworth. The Healing Words Foundation has a variety of expenses to help make these programs happen for the Prairie Doc, uh, including our television, radio, podcast, uh, newspaper articles, all of those things. And all of these things are supported by the Healing Words Foundation and donations to that organization, which is a 501c3 organization. And um, we have businesses that support the organization. We have nonprofit, other nonprofit organizations, medical organizations that support the organization, and then individual donors as well supporting the Healing Words Foundation. Our major and group donors are listed at the beginning and end of each program, 
And we especially want to thank Larson Manufacturing, as well as Avera, for being instrumental in offering significant funding to this TV show. Every donation, large or small, corporate or individual, makes a difference. We felt that uh, it was only a small thing we could do to maybe help a little bit in keeping the program going and uh, showing our financial support of this program. It's a free program, <laughs> but we didn't enjoy it all these years. And uh, we were at the place in our life where we could make some decent donations, and so that's what we chose to do. How has On Call with Prairie Doc made a difference in viewers' lives? It's really exciting to, to hear from people, from individuals, and our guest physicians also tell us that when they come into clinic that they'll have uh, folks, their patients that have watched the show and have gleaned some information. Uh, one story that comes to mind is a woman who listened to the show, she recognized the symptom that was problematic, she talked to her primary care provider and um, it actually uh, necessitated a surgery. So she was rolling out of the hospital in the wheelchair that the nurse was taking her out to her car and she ran into Rick and she said, I just had surgery, um, successful surgery because I paid attention to your show and I saw that I had those symptoms. There are many grateful viewers whose lives were changed as a result of watching On Call with the Prairie Doc. One of those was Jerry Heeb, whose wife was casually watching the show when she recognized that Jerry may have Parkinson's disease. Well, I was just sitting on the couch watching it and there were some things that were coming up in there and I just said, Jerry, you need to come and sit down here and listen to this. And he did and there was things like the stiffening of the arm and the acting out dreams and every time they'd say something, he'd say, that's me. And he'd go, that's me. I, I was glad I sat down and listened to it. I, it made very much sense. It fit my symptoms and I started putting two and two together and uh, I was glad I watched it. Jerry was able to see the guest neurologist who confirmed his Parkinson's diagnosis and has been helping mitigate the symptoms. Jerry credits On Call with the Prairie Doc for recognizing it early. I attribute the fact that I watched it that night that got me on top of it, and I think I got an early diagnosis, and that, that has helped me, and I got into the therapy, and I got, got, got going on the process instead of, who knows, it could have been a couple of years before I would have given in and admitted that it's, something's wrong here. So I, I've had migraine headaches all my life, but just a couple a month, but about six years ago, I started having about 15 a month. And I did that for about two years, and I tried everything I could think of. I saw a neurologist. And then one night on the Prairie Doc, Dr. Holm was interviewing a neurologist, and I called in, and they suggested I have a, a shot once a month. And I've been doing that for two years now, and instead of 15 headaches a month, I have about three. So, life-changing for me. Mitchell viewer Pat Breidenbach, a breast cancer survivor, appreciates that On Call with the Prairie Doc addresses topics head-on and invites guests who can make a difference in people's lives. The one program that I really remember was with Dr. Uh, Ryland, the breast cancer specialist and surgeon in Sioux Falls. 
that was really wonderful to see her addressing breast cancer and uh, enlightening, I think, men and women, because of course men can have breast cancer too. Indeed they can. Thank you, Pat. A popular feature of On Call with Prairie Doc is the ability to call in questions about the medical topic featured that evening. At first, it was difficult to find help answering phones until... We developed something called Prairie Doc Assistance. We knew that we needed help in answering the phone calls that came in from on the live TV show. And we had a variety of people that would do it. We had some high school students. We had, I would answer phones sometimes. And when a SDSU student came up with the idea to look at the pre-med students, and, and not always pre-med, but they might be um, veterinary, they might be dental, they might be some kind of pre-professional students, and they developed a club. And so there's a pre-professional club now that meets, and they're very independent. You know, we can say we were instrumental in getting it started. Now they've just taken off and they do interviews to get the new Prairie Doc assistance each year. We have our new batch that's going to be in charge next year. They've already started so they can be trained. The Prairie Doc assistants come each week on, on Thursday night. They spend an hour with our Prairie Doc that's hosting and with the Prairie Doc guests that are in studio that week and they can ask questions. They can ask questions about why did you choose cardiology? Uh, what questions were you asked when you interviewed for med school? Should I spend more time on volunteer work or should I spend more time in making sure my MCATs are good? So it's great to hear the, the students and the questions they ask and the knowledge they get on a one-on-one -on -one basis from the guest and there's a lot of times that where connections are made where they may go shadow that physician as well. So it's, it's really a win-win for us to have these wonderful students that help us out, but to give them a chance to interview and talk to docs and really think about what their future may be like. My biggest thing I've gained over these past four years is just being able to interact with the different physicians each week and just pick their brain and understand their day-to-day -day life in medicine and their paths to it and their passion for it. Um, I think that's really helped to reaffirm my confidence going forward into medicine and why I want to be a physician and that I'm, yes, I'm on the right track. Um, and it's even kind of given me an idea of what specialty I might want to go into one day. When you're interested in medicine, there's a lot of different directions that you can go and that can feel very overwhelming as an undergraduate student. So Prairie Doc has just given me a really good opportunity to learn the ins and outs of being a physician, explore the different specialties, and just like make sure that this is what I want to do. Um, the Prairie Docs have also been very good mentors to us. They're patient and they answer all of our questions and provide us advice from their previous experience. Um, overall, I just love coming every Thursday night um, because it's a, a great reminder that becoming a physician is possible and it gives me motivation to keep working towards my goals. So I love uh, getting the opportunity to visit with the doctors each week. Um, every week seems to be a, a, new, a new and exciting area of medicine, um, sometimes ones that I'm not always familiar with. Um, so I know that the advice that I've gotten from the guest and host doctors has made an impact on my college years. And also because uh, many of the doctors are from around this area, it's given me opportunities to, to shadow um, in their clinics. So 
I've been loving that opportunity. Rick Holmes' influence on students, the profession, his patients, and his friends was profound. But his medical guidance was perhaps most appreciated by Samantha Darnell, that is, Dr. Samantha Darnell. I have known Rick before I was born. He is actually my godfather. He and my dad, Brian, went to undergrad in Vermilion, South Dakota together, and they were roommates and frat brothers. So my history with Rick goes back to even predate Sam's birthday. So we grew up with all the homes in our lives. One of my very first memories of Rick is we would sit in church or at breakfast after church or he would be at our house and he would get paged or called to come in. And that was just so cool to me. Somebody needs him that badly. And he never scoffed, complained, whined about having to go. That was his career choice. So passionate about it. He would just, bye everybody, <laughs> up and leave and go be Rick. Go be that superhero that everybody and all of us know he is. I think he saw that interest in anatomy, physiology, and the body's capability and my interest in it. So I think he kind of pulled, and so I shadowed Rick when I was starting out very early in high school, just so I could get a feel for what that was like. That, those couple days were wonderfully exhausting. Because <laughs> we all know Rick runs on like an, an Energizer bunny level. Rick's voice is as close as Samantha's phone, where his message from a 2019 phone call remains. She was a family medicine resident at the time, and Rick wanted her to be interviewed for a future on-call with the Prairie Doc. Your dad's been on the show, your mom's been on the show, so you should be on the show. What do you think? Rick's commitment to family, students, patients, and education never waned, even when his health declined. Another time that comes to mind during Rick's illness, uh, he had planned to host, it was a show that was near and dear to him, it was on kindness in medicine. And the dean of the medical school, Dr. Nettleman, was here um, along with another guest, and he just felt strongly that he wanted to host that show. Well, he developed a fever that afternoon, and I, we, we went into the emergency room and they admitted him. And he, he told them when he was admitted, I'm going to sign out for the show. I'm going to be gone from 7 to 8. Well, when his fever spiked at about 6.30 and he had three blankets and he was, teeth were chattering, he knew he couldn't do it. And we did have a backup, Dr. Jill Cruz, one of our current Prairie Docs, and she ran over to the show and hosted. But then they wanted to transfer Rick down to his oncology doctors in Sioux Falls, and he wouldn't go until after the show was over because he needed to watch that show. He, he felt such a bond to the, uh, the concept of kindness in medicine. So we stayed in the Brookings Health System, which was wonderful. They took super good care of him. And uh, then Dr. Cruz came over before we could get set up to go. In fact, they sent him by ambulance. They wouldn't let me drive him down. But Dr. Cruz came over and talked to him about the show and kind of just gave him a, a pat on the back that it had gone well. And of course, we had been watching together in the hospital. So another example of Rick's uh, love for the TV show and for, um, 
for the subjects and for the guests that were part of it. Another project of the Healing Words Foundation is the Hopeful Spirit Chorale, founded by the late Dr. Richard Holm. It is a group of volunteers dedicated to singing to people in need of cheer. They sing for people in nursing homes or hospice patients in private homes. Their music is for those who are dying as well as for people who are well physically, but their spirit is a little sad. Here's a look. can just tell how much better it makes her feel, this music. Your light will shine, shine, shine. Hallelujah, let it shine with the glory of the Lord. Go on and shine, shine, shine. Hallelujah, you are filled with the glory. the best feeling in the world when you can hear such good music. It brings something to you, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. It makes your heart feel good. Rick loved life and he loved to have fun. He wanted to Snoopy dance every day. Those who knew him likely knew how expressive he was with his hands. That gesturing resulted in spilled coffee during a live TV program. And even this. One time, um, Dr. Holm was gesturing rather largely. Well, he usually does. <laughs> and he smacked me on live TV. And I didn't quite know what to do right away, but it was such an accidental thing. But we just all laughed. And I can't even remember what the topic was. I'm sure it wasn't appropriate to laugh, but it was, it was just so, and Rick is so caring and loving. He just felt awful. There were a number of fun outtakes over the years like these. Next week we'll be talking about strokes. This is something that I see a lot. Same live stuff and geez, that's really good. <laughs> geez, wow. really curse. Call in your questions for this week. Okay, I was okay. totally wasn't ready. I was like, <clears throat> coming up. Oh my aching back. We'll show you how I can hear you laughing. <laughs> Our founder knew that laughter is good for the soul, as was evidenced by this 2012 TV show titled Laughter as Medicine. Rick invited doctors Carrie Horwich and Alan Forker to Brookings to teach us how hearty laughter can help us heal. Here's what ensued. This is actually called the lawnmower laugh, and I'll demonstrate it first, and then I'll have you do it. And again, you're going to move around the room when you do this. So, so my lawnmower is not very good, and it's a little old, so I gotta, it's going to take a while to get that started. So it's going to go like this. <laughs> and you're going to mow your lawn. 
as far as you want to around the room, okay? Maybe your lawnmower works better than mine, but so you can start off right away if you want to. So on the count of three, the lawnmower laugh. One, two, three. How many of you know the Hokey Pokey? Okay, the Hokey Pokey, I know, okay, I'm dating myself. Yeah, the young people probably have never heard of this. I, all of you in the front row I know have. Okay, so we're gonna do the Hokey Pokey laugh, and it, and it is literally Hokey Pokey laugh, only we don't sing it, we're gonna laugh it. So we're gonna start, we're gonna just do kind of just a couple of them, and then we'll stop. So on the count of three, I'm gonna have us do it all together. Okay, so it's going to be ha, 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 Okay, you know how the song goes, right? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to do that all together. Again, face each other or get in a kind of a circle so that we can do this all together. We'll look better. On the count of three, one, two, three. The complete episode of that show can be found on our Prairie Doc YouTube channel. Just search for laughter. On Call with the Prairie Doc has never shied away from addressing serious and even controversial topics. For example, we gathered experts and produced a special edition on child abuse to shed light on sexual predators within a family or who became involved in a profession or activity in order to have access to young children. When the COVID-19 pandemic hit suddenly in 2020, we stayed on the air and featured the latest information week after week. Naturally, we social distanced, wore masks and shields, and tried to COVID-proof crowded areas like the control room by hanging sheets of plastic in between crew members. Of course, we wouldn't be where we are today without Dr. Rick Holm. His bold attitude toward life and death should be an inspiration to us all. He was an extraordinary leader and teacher. I have questions every day. But I have wonderful colleagues that you've taught that can help me just as well as you because they walk with the same passion and knowledge and love that you did. So thank you for that, Rick. We love you very much. After hearing of my cancer, a psychologist minister friend of mine from afar wrote me and said, how is your soul with all of this, and how should I pray for you? Here is my answer. I would ask you pray that each one of us learn to better see and accept our own dying process and to let go of all that fear. And then we can learn to savor every day, every moment. As for me, my faith surrounds me like the wings of a mother hen. I'm okay with dying. I'm trying to put it off as long as I can, but I'll be all right if it happens sooner. I am incredibly thankful for an abundant life. My job as a physician has given back far more than I could ever give. I still love and play with gusto. I gather all the humor and fun I can have with every juncture, and I try to snoopy dance my days every day. I am surrounded by dear friends, 
the love of a wonderful spouse and honest, creative kids. I direct an interdenominational choir that sings hymns weekly to people in need to help them savor a moment. Indeed, I'm, I've been listening as hard as I can for life, which helps me face my own impending death. I believe God is listening, <laughs> and maybe Mother Teresa too. And I realize rough seas can still come, but all is well with my, my soul. Rick would be proud to see that the Prairie Docs television, radio, podcasts, newspaper, website, and social media presence continues today, 20 seasons after it started, thanks to his vision. This is for you, Rick. Until next time, stay healthy out there, people. Major funding for On Call with the Prairie Doc has been provided by Avera is a proud sponsor of On Call with the Prairie Doc on South Dakota Public Broadcasting. Larson Manufacturing is proud to support On Call with the Prairie Doc as it continues to open doors for important medical information. And with the ongoing support of these individuals and institutions, Brookings Health System, Ophthalmology Limited, South Dakota Academy of Family Physicians, Avera Heart Hospital, First Bank and Trust, 
Dakota Allergy and Asthma, Vance Thompson Vision, Monument Health, Black Hills Medical Society, Brookings Madison Flandreau District Medical Society, Peer District Medical Society, Yankton District Medical Society, Orthopedic Institute, Lake Ponset Sailing Academy, Aberdeen Asthma and Allergy, Dakota Bank, South Dakota American College of Physicians, and Swift Health Communications. Thank you.